Welcome to our weekly energy update with Investec Head of Commodities, Callum McPherson. Good morning, Callum. Good morning, Lan. OPEC Plus met over the weekend. What was the outcome of their meeting? Well, they met via video conference on Sunday and essentially agreed to maintain current uh, output limits. Uh, in the press conference, OPEC Plus gave itself a, a bit of a pat on the back for its decision to cut uh, limits by 2 million barrels per day at its last meeting, which took effect uh, during November. There's little else in the press release apart from announcing that the next meeting will be on the 4th of June, so quite a long time to wait for that. Um, there was no comment on price caps or the fresh sanctions. Obviously, that's a rather difficult subject for OPEC Plus to discuss and agree a text on because of uh, Russia's involvement in OPEC Plus, nor were there really any worries about demand. What they did do was to reiterate uh, previous warnings that members are ready to, and I quote, meet at any time and take immediate additional measures to address market developments and support the balance of the oil market and its stability if necessary. I think it could have been a rather stronger message if they had actually put an extraordinary meeting in the calendar in January. Um, by which time there will be greater clarity on some of the present uncertainties and then OPEC Plus could make a more informed decision about things. But uh, anyway, they, they didn't do that. So as of now, they've really just left the market to its own devices. Today, additional sanctions on Russian crude coming forth, as well as the price cap. Can you remind us what these new sanctions are and what this will mean in practice? Well, there's now, uh, so far as the EU is concerned, a complete uh, ban on seaborne imports of Russian crude. Um, refined products uh, ban doesn't come into force until February and, and pipeline imports uh, can continue. There's also now a ban on insurance, uh, finance and shipping of Russian crude and uh, you know, finance and insurance wires at sea. But of course, that is subject to a this cap of $60 per barrel. So essentially, if the cargo has been purchased at or below that level, then the transportation element of the sanctions do not apply. So that means that a London-based insurance company could insure a Greek-owned ship carrying Russian crude that was bought $59 per barrel that is going to India, for example. Not to the EU, because that wouldn't be allowed, but to um, other countries. And that's possible because that cargo had been bought below the cap. Now, what does this mean in practice? Well, because the cap is around the levels that uh, Russia Russian crude is trading at any way, uh, it may not have any impact at all. I mean, nobody's quite sure what the impact is going to be in, in the longer term. Um, it might make things more challenging for, for Russia in terms of redirecting all its production that used to go to Europe to other places. Uh, and it's possible that output could decline further from Russia as a result of this. The gas market in Europe has been stronger lately. What has been behind this? Well, turning to gas, the UK Darehead price has increased sharply in the last few days. Uh, and this is partly due to the reopening of the gas connector, which had been shut down due to annual maintenance. And that, and that has prevented the export of gas from here to the continent. Um, so with that coming back online, that has helped prices in the UK catch up with continental prices like uh, Dutch TTF, for example. Um, but those prices have also been moving higher anyway. Um, as, as a result of the colder weather. It's also notable the front contract for ice gas has rolled to January, and, and January was more expensive than December anyway. But nevertheless, um, there has been, if you just focus on the January price, that did uh, rally up through 350 pence per therm um, the other week. Um, 350 pence per therm had been a, had capped out recent highs, but uh, the, the market broke through that, went up to 400 pence per therm, as it happened when the, the interconnector reopened, uh, but has since fallen back. 
However, worth noting that um, the temperatures are getting colder, but at least um, the weather has been a bit windier as well, which, which uh, does help to increase renewable generation. And how do you expect the energy markets to behave this week? Well, there's quite a lot for the oil market to digest, but um, so far it hasn't really done anything. And Brent's still trading at around $86 per barrel, as it was uh, at the end of last week. Um, but still, it, it has uh, strengthened uh, significantly from the lows we saw last week. But, I mean, it is it is still vulnerable. So I think it's early days in uh, the market trying to work out what all of this means. It's also worth noting it's not too far from upside targets either, like the 50-day moving average at uh, 91.50. Then on the gas market, I do wonder whether we are at the start of uh, another spike higher in prices, because we are going to be getting into colder weather in the coming weeks. Uh, inventories will continue to draw down. And as we get towards the Christmas period, uh, market liquidity will start to thin out. So that does potentially create the environment for, for the market to spike higher. Thank you, Kyle, and we'll chat again next week. Thank you, Len. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Investec's Weekly Energy Update with Callum McPherson. If you'd like to discuss any of the contents of the podcast, drop Callum an email on callum.mcpherson at investec.co.uk or visit investec.com forward slash commodities. Until next time, thank you.